Heavenly Father, we thank you for another opportunity. We thank you for gathering us. We pray that you continue to be with us and give us wisdom as we speak today on your word. Holy Spirit, come and bless us and bless our listeners. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Hello, guys. Welcome once again to Tefila Media. I am Lawrence, and I have with me... Aitara and... Yeah, 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 yeah. It's exciting. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. We have, like I said, we have a guest today that will. um, I have known him for, from 2015, so... Six really? years. I didn't know that. Oh, please. There are a lot of things you don't know. Oh, apparently. <laughs> well, I'm jealous. Ouch. I thought I was, I've known you longer, but oh. I guess not. Well, yeah, I have known him for five years and he has been a great impact to not just myself, but to people around me. I remember He's back great. in Orlando, um, he taught the kids, he taught the youth, um, He's, he's an all-around knowledgeable person, and I I know that, well, this might seem a little odd for you, but this is the opportunity that I have to give honor to whom honor is due, and yeah. we are grateful for your life. <laughs> we thank God for you, and we are grateful to have you in our midst Very today. Privileged to have no, you. No, thank you, guys. The privilege <laughs> is all mine, uh, but I'm just... Even wondering how you guys were able to pull this off. Pull what off? This whole thing. How how you guys managed to get me here? But no, kudos to you. I think that it's um, it's great. Um, even the idea. I think that that's the thing. Sometimes we just brush off ideas, you know, because it's just a tiny flame in your heart. But uh, you know, you guys basically have kindled it and allowed allowed this to come. For yeah. so it's it's great. Uh, kudos to you guys, and Thank we just you. hope that people keep getting blessed. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Definitely. I am super excited today. We're going to talk about something very. I believe it's very important. Um, it's a surprise. We did not tell that will what the topic was going to be till he showed up. So I am excited for what's going to happen because not only are we going to have insights on what affects Christians and how to deal with it, but we're also going to have spontaneous insights. So it's not a preparation of scriptures and prayers and hours of long dreams and whatever. This is conversations between three people. Yes, it's not a sermon. It's a spontaneous Thing, and I believe that you will get something out of it and it's going to be impactful in your life. Yeah. Hey, welcome to the Tefila Media Podcast, where we take the time to slow down, self-reflect and talk about the goodness of God. I'm Ike Della. And I'm Lawrence. Together, we're the co-founders of Tefila Media, where it is our mission to spread the goodness of Jesus as far as the little part of the internet can take it. We pray that you're touched and encouraged by our journey. Okay, 
Okay, welcome back. Like I said, we have Thy Will in a mist, and um, today, Thy Will, I have a question for you, which is the question I want to start off with today. Um, for the short time that I've been in Christ, I've realized that sometimes we, when I talk to people, they have the conception that being in Christ means that our problems are over. So I shouldn't have to deal with any issues because I'm in Christ. So I believe it's a misconception, but I want you to give us more insight on this, why people think this way, and what can be done about it. Um, yeah, I think, I think it's a very, very important question because uh, we've had stories of people coming to the faith and, you know, there's sometime down the line, they are deluded if you like it's this is not what i was promised um you know the the message said come to christ and everything else is forgotten i think that number one it just means that we we need to uh really go back to understanding the gospel as christ presented it um because christ did say that um he that come to me must first of all deny himself and there was a time he was teaching and you can imagine being in the crowd when christ said that if you don't hate your mother, your dad, your wife, mm. yourself, you cannot be a true follower. So he did really say these things. And mind you, the the audience in the Gospels, Matthew after John, this wasn't necessarily the church. Uh, Paul's epistles to the church are different. Paul's, uh, Paul's epistles to the church had a different purpose. They were supposed to do something different. And they were being, you know, Paul Paul's, will write to the churches, you know, to uh, encourage them to correct things. But in the Gospels, these were primarily Jews uh, that needed to have proved that Christ indeed was a Messiah. And so this is not, uh, taking that this is not, you know, Jesus addressing a church. This is Jesus trying to get people to believe that he's the way, right? And so when, when Jesus said things like that, that tells you that it, it is important that even right from the start, um, these things are made clear and presented. Of course, we want people to come to Christ because, you know, Jesus said he's come to give us life and give it to us more abundantly. Um, so it's important that people understand that. But we also need to understand that the way of the cross, you know, the way of the faith is that God grooms us, God shapes us in the furnace of affliction and suffering. No matter how pleasant that is, um, that has to be made clear. So it is important in the way we present the message. And if you look typically at our church setting, when there is what we call the altar call, the invitation to come to Christ, you have, what, a few minutes to state your case and believe that people are convicted and they can respond and make a confession um, and accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. However, what happens afterwards is important. There needs to be that um, time to be able to really get people um, in, you know, deeply rooted in the word through a series of teachings. Um, there are various systems that churches have. Uh, you can hear of the new believer school, um, new convert classes, whatever it is called. But it's important that people understand what it is they just did or what is it that happened to them. The whole, you know, 
issue or the whole topic of salvation really be explained for people to understand and that will be a good opportunity for us to even know that look yes you have you you are saved you made sacrifices to come you, you turned away um from from the world to come to jesus but this is also how god is able to you know prepare us um and really if you like take the world out of our hearts so we need to go back to how we really present the gospel yeah um it's well said um i have a question though because i think the ba- at the base of the problem is people taking the word of god very literal like i feel like christians do that a lot like when something is said in the bible they want to take it word for word and very literally and that sometimes translates into some of the you know the issues that we're having with people thinking that when our preacher tells us that when you become a christian nothing everything is hunky-dory like you're fine Mm -hmm. um amongst other things right um recently i don't remember exactly where but my on i think it was on social media or something um someone had posted a thing that said that if um why is it that when you ask a christian um what is wrong with um marrying i might be going to a place where we don't we don't need to go but um marrying multiple wives right why is it that marrying multiple wives in the bible was okay right um or was okay i think the person said that i shouldn't do that I shouldn't do that. I don't think I should do that. Nah, <laughs> this is going to be interesting. Please do it. <laughs> I'm going to do it. And then you can cut it out if it's weird. <laughs> but the person was like, why is that when you ask someone, when you, a, when you ask a Christian, why marrying someone in the Bible, when you ask something about, it's something to do with, right? In the past, you ask them about why, why most, the kings were marrying multiple wives was wrong, but why today they are saying, um, it's wrong it's wrong it's wrong like it was fine in the past but now it's wrong right something to that effect and it's i feel like it applies to a lot of things i can't think about something right now but yeah i feel like it's it should be and i think it's part of the reason why we started this podcast also we wanted to make it we wanted to make following christ as as easy as possible right because growing up it was so hard it was it was like when i look at it from growing up it was so hard for me to be like oh you're expected to be like this or you're expected to wear your hair like this or you're expected to dress like this to be seen as a serious christian or to be seen as you know a, a serious in god or whatever and but it's we come to know that it's grace it's got nothing to do with how you look or it's got nothing to do with um how you talk or whatever it is like it's got nothing to do with our appearance really but it's got to do with our hearts so talk to us more about that like how do you explain to someone not to take the bible although there are some literal examples in the bible we know that but like when when do we pick and when do we pick and choose you know what i mean i don't know if you understand what what i'm saying i I definitely get where you're going and i think that the even the example as much as you didn't want to give it it's it's one very (laughs) practical way of of looking at it And, and it's true because um so we i think we can all agree just um even observing if you're preaching and observing things you know that look, somebody said that how is it that we have one bible and yet you know sometimes we do things differently and we all know that a lot of things are subject to interpretation um of course uh we we, we are supposed to 
rely on the Holy Spirit to help us understand because the Holy Spirit is the author of the Bible. If yeah. you want to really understand something, you go to the author. So that 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 is number one. Number two is, is the fact that it said that scripture in, interprets itself. Um, if you want to really understand scripture, you have to go to mm-hmm. you know the scriptures themselves to try and understand it. And uh, you know, Jesus you know, Jesus has, you know, said one time, and even the law had, you know, Moses will always tell them the, in the law that, you know, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, a matter is confirmed. You need to be able to find solid grounds um, to to stand on, to, you know, propagate anything at all. You cannot just lift one scripture from anywhere, because sometimes even with the context, the context of of the entire chapter, of the entire book, of the audience, of the cultural setting, of the writer, of the purpose of writing, all those things, you know, coming to play. So number one, we just want to be careful just lifting scriptures left and right. The Bible says that it has to be here a little, there a little. Paul wrote to Timothy and said that you must rightly divide the word of truth. Mm-hmm. So that that is important um, to understand. However, I think that here's the thing. Um, in the early church, they, they had an issue. There was a time when after people were saved and because of the command that God had given to Abraham as part of his covenant, they had gone to the point where they thought that, you know what, even all these people in the church had to have a natural physical circumcision, you know, to be truly mm-hmm. um, accepted, you know, but that wasn't it. That was them just trying to impose a, a certain tradition. And so... Yeah. We, we just need to be careful of that where we, in all sorts, all sorts of ways and all, you know, um, and, and in different forms, try to, if you like, place that burden on people. Here's the thing. The thing is that God needs a heart that is surrendered to him. He gives, he puts his very life inside of you. Then, you know, there's an instant spiritual transformation progressively there comes the mental or the soulish transformation, which comes on as you keep hearing the word of God, because it says that, and be transformed by the renewal of your mind. If you read Romans 12, verse 1 and 2, that is supposed to happen. Then finally, in the end, of course, our bodies are also going to go through the salvation whereby we we put on these heavenly bodies. And so that is really the supernatural process of, of, of what happens to a new believer. And it's like this. For instance, if you were the head of a place, um, and I and I came, and everybody there is supposed to, um, you know, follow your ideals, and you know, because you you are the one who started it, you are in charge. What 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 we can do is just point people to you and say that you know what, look at him, do whatever he's doing, and you know you'll be successful in this place. Versus. We try to use our own minds, um, our own thinking, our own philosophies to try and give people, you know, an idea of who you are. Because Jesus told them that, you know, the scriptures that you people claim you believe in, mentioning Abraham and Co., these scriptures are talking about me. So how is it that I have come and you people have no clue who I am? And so all that is done in church is all just supposed to point us to this one person, the most important person, mm-hmm. you know, who is basically the model and the template for us. That's why he said that, you know, looking onto Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. Mm-hmm. And so that's what is supposed to happen, that if we, we truly point people to Jesus, to just model their life after him, to think like him, because he says that, let this man be new which was in Christ Jesus. If we did that, 
every other thing else as to this or that, you know, and now you go to problem, but it's like, now there are rules. It's like, if you, if you are really in Christ, you have to do A, B, C, D, this kind of hairstyle, this kind of wear. The, the most important thing is that if you encounter Jesus Christ and your heart is surrounded to him, whatever transformation you need to go through and you are truly yielded to him, you know, the Holy Spirit is capable of achieving that. And just a little note on, you know, this thing about polygamy and what have you, you hear that a lot. And even a lot of different things, but it is clear and, and, and there is no confusion because of the time a question arose about divorce and they were like, you know what, Moses allowed it. You know, Moses said, like, hey, all you have to do is, is to serve and notice. And Jesus said, listen, that thing happened because you people are stubborn. <laughs> it, and he said that in the beginning, Matthew chapter 19, in the beginning, it wasn't so. This is not how God intended it. So let us not um, lose focus here. There are a lot of things that are happening that are actually man literally forcing the hand of God. God never intended it to be that way. And I, I really would like, you know, your listeners and all of us to really be clear in our minds about things as God really intended them to be, which is the perfect will of God versus Things that happen because we we are way too stubborn um, to follow what God is saying. Yeah. And so that distinction is very, very important when it comes to these matters. What is the original intent? What is the grand plan and the perfect plan of our maker? Ooh, mm. so good. So good. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Lawrence. <laughs> forcing the hand of God. I think we had a discussion about forcing, like just God just giving you what you want because you are not listening and, today. And, and, and it's <laughs> interesting because it looks like people can actually do that, like God being God. And I always say this, that, you know, although God is God and he created us, he wasn't interested in having this robotic being, mm. you yeah. know. Yeah. That's why somebody said that we are, we are not human doings, we are human beings. He wanted us to be a certain way, be, you know, a reflection of who he is. And because God is all about love, love itself operates on the basis of the free will, which is the most important power that God gave to man. And we just saw that in the Garden of Eden, God almost literally stood by and watched man exercise his free will, which God himself would never violate. But because God is love, it is impossible for him to do anything that violates our free will. The best way is for, you know, our free will to choose him. And that is all that God does, yeah. you know. And so there are examples in scripture of people literally getting what they want and getting their way with God <laughs> and God not standing in their way. People said they wanted a king. He's like, ah, this is not what I really want for you. But just mm-hmm. because you say, you say you want it, hey, here you go. Here you go. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And it's scary <laughs> because it's like it it's very scary it's kind of like in our culture when an adult just leaves your life for you because you are being so stubborn and you're like you're just doing what you want to do yeah. right you are like, married right you are married right? <laughs> and they say that listen if you are a really smart husband and your wife tells you you know what just go ahead and do what you want that is as big as they know as it gets, yep. right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, every, yeah. Every, every smart husband knows that that go ahead and do whatever you want means don't even know. Nope. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it definitely means no. <laughs> like, try and see. <laughs> try and see. <laughs> 
And I will not be responsible for the consequences. <laughs> That's what that means. Wow. Oh my wow. God. Wow. That's, yeah, that's good. Amazing. That is good. Yeah, so it's 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 really important. Yeah, the the the, the will of God, as the perfect will of God, is the most important thing, mm. and it's all that matters. Yeah, yeah. That will. I really am so grateful for what you said. Um, it's 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 beautiful because, I like Dale and I were talking about this earlier. You know, about how sometimes we just insist on what we want so much that God says, okay, you know what, just take it. Uh, and we, what we're talking about was, we're talking about Moses, where if you look in the scripture, um, he was like, this is, well, Lord, choose someone else. I'm slow of speech, I stutter. And God was like, who do you think creates the mouth? Who does all these things? And then he said, Go with your mouth, <laughs> you know, and Moses still complained. And God was like, he, I, the Bible says his anger was, God's anger was kindled against Moses. And then he said, okay, you have this person, go with him. So that wasn't the actual intention, like you said. That wasn't the whole purpose of his calling. Yeah, but because right. he kept complaining and insisting, then Excuse God just said, you. okay, Yep, use this person yeah. with you. I mean, it's it's very, and I think that when we go back to the original question is, what is it about you know um, trying to recognize our own um, identity, right? Um, being you know um, being true to um, ourselves and this whole impression that it has to be all rosy, but every everywhere that God has showed up, it hasn't been rosy. You know, yeah. there's this virgin, you know. A girl growing up, an angel appears to her, and from the moment on, her, her world is turned upside down. You know, her her, her engagement is, is is on the rocks. Mm. The public disgrace, mm. and also the ridiculous story of being pregnant but not <laughs> without a man. You know, so and that was God's favor. This wasn't an attack on yeah. her life or anything. This was God at work, mm. and yet just look at how much she had to endure. You know, right? Even what that, you know, the, the guy was on the verge of breaking up until an angel had to be dispatched <laughs> to say, "Dude, don't even do it. This is all divine." So, yeah. it, it's our identity. It's it's going to come, you know, right from going back to step one. And Jesus means no words. He told us that this thing I'm calling you into, it is about denial. You know, mm-hmm. deny yourself. You know, deny. You know the, the the enticements in the world out there. Deny pressure from the people. There's going to be so much because it's like you are swimming against the tide. You know, and in our world today, um, and it's 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 so important um, if we if we really want to get our true identity as Christians, and which is being like Christ. It's all about what we can lose, and even sometimes talking of identity. You know, people have have, have been so used to doing certain things that it is so hard to even embrace, you know, the, you know, their their new life Mm -hmm. in in Christ, you know, for instance, you you look at a man like Moses, it's almost laughable that Moses is saying that he's not bold, he's timid, but this dude was walking about taking people out, killing people, standing (laughs) and defending his, yeah, he he did all that. He was, it, it, it looked like there was no perfect person 
to go redeem the people of Israel than Moses. And yet when the time came, he had all these excuses to give. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, and so then we learned one thing that it's really, as much as we say that identity comes from, you know, denying the the world out there, the the, the pleasures, the lust of the world, it's also going to come in seeing strength inside God. Mm. Because, we see that once you once you look at yourself outside of God, it's like, how is this even possible? And mm-hmm. you know, Paul the apostle, every time you could see that Paul is so odd at where he was. Because I was the guy going around getting people locked up. I was the one when you know Peter was um, you know, when Stephen was being martyred, I, I held the clothes of those who did it. And so how is it that I, I am at this point where now I am working to save the souls of people, you know, to save a whole nation. And all the, in all his writings, he will be so awed by it. He said that, look, I am the chief of all sinners. I don't even deserve this grace. And so that's all that grace means. Grace means that we will see everything that God t- tells us. We will see the possibility in him, right? Because without that, we're unable to embrace our identity. You know, without that, we are, we, are, we are even unable to understand that in the midst of tribulations, he's still able to give us strength and, and get us through. And you look at... Uh, Peter, you know, Peter was running his mouth, you know, challenging the prophecy that came. The prophecy said, you're going to deny me three times. He thinks yeah. it's impossible, you know. <laughs> and at that point, he, he, although he was Peter, I believe that, you know, his, his name as a rock hasn't really gotten into effect yet. Yes. He was totally <laughs> shaking with the wind. But once the Holy Spirit came, mm. he's totally another man. So our, our identity is also going to come from the strength of the Holy Spirit. Mm. You know, that strength to endure. You know, the strength to go through. Look at Mary. How can you even go? Look, what Mary went through, a lot of people will commit suicide. You know, the disgrace and, you know, the ridiculous story. Who on earth is going to believe such a story? The Holy Spirit impregnating virgins. Who's going to believe it? But I believe that the strength of the Spirit, you know, just holding on to God, she she was able to stand. And that's how come, um, you know, she, 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 she went through those things. So, as much when we present the gospel and we tell people that you're going to have to deny yourself, you know, even sometimes family, choose God over family, you know, in, in, in that sense, like Christ put it, it just means that in all these things, there is strength available. There's also grace available. And you talked about strength. So I guess one of the things which we're talking about um, last week was depending on the Holy Spirit daily for strength to walk the Christian walk. And um, Agdala gave an example where she said one of the things she does is listen to music and soak on songs, Christian songs. So um, this is where I get to ask you examples of songs that have been integral to you in your Christian walk? Yeah, um, I, I think that, you know, just like anybody, I just, you know, once I was born again, you know, you just got this understanding that, you know what, <laughs> of course, from this day forth, you should be careful what you listen to, you know. <laughs> uh, hey, don't just go listening to, you know, those days that were... Killing yourself, you know, too. So, and I think that that's even a whole debate. I hope you guys, you know, treat it at some point, you know, we will. Christian, definitely yeah. will. Christian listen to and secular you know, music and, and more grace to you guys. I you guys attempt to bridge that. <laughs> but 
<laughs> I think that it, it didn't really sink in until later when um, I, I realized, you know, what music can do and that it is God's creation. And, you know, I was even reviewing that scripture, you know, Ezekiel chapter 28, it says that, you know, a prophecy, you know, regarding Lucifer, is that the day he was created, the tablets and the and the pipes were already incorporated into him. He was he was created with musical instruments. People believe that when he stretches his wings, that just a ton of you know, there's just this melody, almost like a symphony, mm. you know, that comes forth. He was the embodiment of worship, you know, specially created by God. So God definitely made music, and I think that just a line I'll make in that regard, you know, when we talk about what you listen to, you know, there's a time when for a Christian, uh, you know, one of the greatest, you know, piece of advice I had from my, from my mentor was that I, I, at a point in your life, you're not choosing between good and bad. You are choosing between good and better and then better and best. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that if I did this, it's not necessarily long, wrong, but if I didn't do this and I did something else, it would be better. And there's a way to look at music like that, that if I listen to this, hey, you may, you may not be able to pin a scripture on me if you like, but if I stop that and I use that same time to listen to something else, I would have gotten more benefits. And that's where, you know, so I think that there was this song by Hillsong and I think that I just, you know, liked it. Uh, I think it's Glory. Um, those are the days when, Dali Chek was still leading the pack. I know Nia is coughing right now. She thinks it's oh. patient, but <laughs> it's, it's patient, really nice. So I think my like okay. glory. So I, I, I didn't really know, of course, Hillsong, you know, it's all going to be melodious. It's going to be a great tune. And I didn't know why until later. I mean, because there's a line that says that, you know, um, comforter to the lonely, you know, um, you, you are the father. Actually, I think that's how it actually starts. You are the father to the fatherless. And I think that around that time, you know, you know, it was after I had, after my dad had passed and looking back, it was, that's when I actually got to know why I was so drawn to that song. Because I think, I guess that because of that line, you know, um, father to the fatherless, you know, comforter to the lonely, you know, and every time those were, those were the lines of the song that would really, you know, re- reverberate inside of me. Um, Cause those were, by far the, the, the toughest part of, of my life, you know, when, you know, losing my dad. And I think that uh, it was, that song was really um, everything to me because of that song. I, I was always encouraged, you know, when I listened and those parts came alive, you know, it gave me hope, you know, because I think that um, from our part of the world, we all know what it means when the 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 breadwinner is no more you know mm. it's like am i even good how, how is it going to be like trying to finish college because i was just in second year of college mm. um so that's important so that definitely um is, is a song that really means a lot to me and i think that um just quickly um i think that um i think that a song that really captures the embodiment of god's power you know, God's ability, you know, everything. And I particularly like the song because if you even look at it from an apologetic standpoint, it's the kind of song that gets anybody who says there's no God thinking, you know. Um, and I think that uh, so, so would I. It's, it's, it's really that one for me. I think that it's when you really go through the words, you know, and as you speak, 
you know, a thousand failures disappear. It's like, mm. I, I, I just can't have, you know, yeah. more than enough of that. It's like, yep. you know what that means? <laughs> you know, I'll all you have to you. do is to speak, speak. you know, yeah. and it's, it's like my word, these words only, <laughs> words are only have come from the <laughs> yes. Holy Spirit. Yep. Only, I don't, yeah. It's not about Spirit. men being that intelligent, just that yep. the Holy Spirit really, yeah. you know, in, in doing people and it's like, wow. You know, and the, the part that even kills me and counts it all for me so say is that you are the one that never leaves the leaves. one behind. Ah, I mean, please, my please, goodness. please, please, <laughs> I mean, please, there is, please. There is something in there for every Everyone. single person. Yeah. Who, the person doesn't believe in God, the yeah. person who, who has faith in God, you know, for whatever it is, it's, it's, it's that one. It is that go-to one. And so you, you could never go, go wrong with that. And I think that... You know, reckless love is that one because you know that mm. one that I'll mention because it, I, 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 it's not really from a melodious point of view. It's just that word, you know. And, and can you believe that I was on a platform and somebody actually had issues with a word like reckless? Reckless. <laughs> <laughs> so how can you describe God as reckless? How I'm God is, and I'm like, oh my goodness. Some of us are, Sometimes wrong point of view. We, you know, we are so uptight about everything that we don't even get it. And I, I think it's also a cultural thing because this, you know, the culture, yeah. you know, his cultural background is entirely yeah. different. Yeah. But you understand that there is no other way to explain mm. this awesome love of God for us than a word like that. It's almost yep. like he's loving us senselessly, you know, yeah. with no caution, mm-hmm. you know, with no, you know, with no you know issues with risk he doesn't Maybe, care how, no, how yeah, the risk no cares. Is. yeah we, yeah we may not even repay you we, we may not even respond like if you're about to sacrifice your son i would want a survey of how many people are going <laughs> to honestly how many people are gonna, yeah I'm, 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 i i want to have a research i'm going to employ people send them into the nation yeah. go collect data all right and tell me okay, the true doctor has spoken hypothetically if my son were to be sacrificed. How many people will, will believe in him? I, I want a head count. Okay, plot <laughs> those graphs for me. Let me see if it makes sense to really come sacrifice. Oh my God, him. why are you not wanting I'm us to call you, your doctor? So this is what doctors is do. <laughs> that is something that is not reckless. That's right. He's so reckless that he just took that big chance and said, hey, here yep. you are, world. Take it. Oh, no. His wow. son, whoever believes in him, mm. is safe. And mm. I think that there's, 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 it's just that word. I'm just drawn to that. And you know, you know, what he also said is also interesting because he says that it's the laugh that leaves the 99, you know, yep. right? That's a, that's a laugh. Yep. Yeah. Like that. Yep. You know, the reckless laugh that leaves, leaves the 99. The 99. Like, oh my word. Ouch. Yep. That's just another one right there. And, and I think that it's just also, you know, the, the love of God is what even brought Christ, mm. you know, into the picture wow. based on John 3.16. So, yeah. I mean, definitely these things make you understand that, hey, you know what? you know ministers and musicians just ought to depend on the holy spirit and when the holy spirit you know really overshadows you it's just amazing what, what kind of impact um that can have so yeah definitely these, these three are very very important um yeah wow i i i think the soul will i and reckless love they are both together for me um mm. i think I remember the first time so will I clicked for me. I was driving from uh, the Neville Station, Jacksonville base. I was going home mm. and I was just listening to it. And it was a spontaneous 
uh, version, and he just decided to stay in the part four. And you never leave the one behind. Ah, I tell you. And then I was like, it's yeah. Ooh, ooh. it's something. <laughs> you never leave that one behind. So, yeah. um, I think in twenty, the beginning of twenty twenty, mm-hmm. um, one of my pastors from Ghana came to America and uh, he was in North Carolina. Then he drove to Maryland, came to my aunt's house to visit me just oh. because he wanted to talk to me. I had not seen him. I, the last time I saw him was in 2012. So when he came for me, I was like, wow, you know, for me, like I told him, I was like, you know what? This reminds me of what Christ said, you know, living the 99 because obviously he's a bishop in Ghana. So he has a yeah. big yeah. and he just came he, he came to yeah, Maryland yeah. just for me. Yeah. And the next day, he was driving back to North Carolina. And wow. then, so I was like, wow, this is so great. Yep. And this is, one, this is something he did once. Hmm. But God does this all, all the time. time. Yeah. All the time. And yeah. so that, like, reckless love yeah. as well. And, you know, so it, yeah. that, that scripture, yeah. that parable speaks to mm. me a lot because yeah. I am that one, you know. Yeah. Corey Asbury said it. He was like, you know, I am that one. Yeah. You know, and that's that's a that's a. I like those songs. I love those songs. I think it's, I'm gonna go back to them. Yeah, definitely yeah. something else. Yeah, it's it's just it just reechoes um, the love of God and even you know the way it's captured. You know, you know the way it comes out, the way it's expressed. It's broken down literally for us to just recognize because it's one of the things that we can easily take for granted. I mean, you, you talk to people, and, you know, even in a relationship, you know, a friend of mine, you know, who, who, who unfortunately went through a divorce and is thinking of getting remarried. And one of the things that he's looking out for is just because he thinks that in the, in the first case, the person was never truly in love. Um, you know, and believe it or not, one of the things that could hurt is the, the most or could you know really get you down as unrequited love you know <laughs> it's it could be the highest form of rejection yeah. um, when you think that people don't respond or you know reciprocate whatever it is you give it really really hurts uh, nobody likes being there everybody just would love you to respond at least yeah. um, but not with God God is not thinking that way at all so it's the best way to describe is that he's God is almost being reckless, and I think that there's <laughs> no word more suitable. Yeah, Not, yeah. So many good things. I love the song. I mean, I don't know Glory. I'm gonna listen to it though. I love everything Hill song, so I'm sure I'll love it <laughs> too. Um, but yeah. definitely, those are two big songs on my list as well i i just yep. love so light and i love reckless love so much um yeah so yeah i don't know that's so, such a good a good thing you say you were nervous or whatever you so like scared you wanted alcohol and all that look at all this amazing information amazing information that you have, you have given us today it's it's nice it's nice to be able to talk about um god's stuff you know yeah um, so i think that you know we we all are just trying to reflect him 
Um, that's the most important thing. We, we, we were created to be like him and to function like him in his image and after his likeness. Um, and the only reason Christ came is to restore that because it got distorted. Yeah. Um, and so we cannot keep our eyes off the mark, you know, because I think that we, we, we get so ingrained with our own definition of who we are. Um, of course, there's, there's diversity, you know, to human beings, because we're all going to look like Christ. It's like we're all the same. No, in the <laughs> midst of that diversity, yeah. you know, the, the fruits that come out should be the same. There should be kindness, regardless of whether you are an extrovert or an introvert, you know, or whether you are choleric or sanguine. You know what I mean? Yeah. The fruits of the Holy Spirit, you know, it is still is the fruit because it's the same Holy Spirit in us. Everybody. And if you let Him, He will bear the same fruits, regardless of who you yeah. are. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think that that's really on point, our identity and not also thinking that it's all rosy. Um, yeah, you know, in, in our generation today where everything is instant, you know, with a flick of your fingers, you get everything. We just need him to work on that. Yeah. Thank you very much. No, oh, well. thank you guys for having me. This I am this this was a very filling I experience. Agree. This was great. I very yeah, very yeah, good. I think I am super super happy that we're able to have you and you know I like the idea of not telling you what the question is gonna be and just Letting you give us such nuggets. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, that's, you know, I, yeah, I think the next time we'll actually give you like two complicated (laughs) questions, you know, and you, you, you didn't only answer, but you also gave scriptures back in your answers and that's. With no preparation. Yeah, no preparation. So (laughs) I can only imagine what's going to happen when we prepare you for it. Yeah, yeah. I am. I'm super excited um, for this. You know, this this has been a great experience. um, Great time with you. You've given us not only the... You've brought us to a point where we, we don't only see that sometimes we're allowed to do things because we insist but you've also helped us to believe that our truth and god's truth of how we see ourselves you know god's truth is what matters you know sticking back you brought us back to the word of god you know god's love like you said the purpose of god's love that the very action of why he came john 3:16 it's because of his love, you know, that yeah. love that is considered reckless. Mm-hmm. That's the best way we can even say it, mm-hmm. you know, and thank you for that. Thank you for bringing us, drawing us back to the purpose of Christian walk. Not, it's not a going to be easy, you know, even carrying mm-hmm. a blessing itself would not be easy. It comes yeah. with things, but not only are we going to, deal with that on our own but we have the strength of the holy spirit you give us nuggets on how to do so you told us what to expect and what to hold on to in order to be able to make it so you've given us the answers to the test yes (laughs) you know you should be you should be my professor like please (laughs) come and be come and teach me give me the answers to the test so that 
I won't struggle. So thank you very much. I believe we are so happy to have you. Thank you so a, much. It was a great oh, blessing. Thank you guys. It's awesome. Yeah, I pray that God, you know, blesses, you know, this seed. Uh, you know, let it grow. You know, and bear a lot of fruit, and you know, mm-hmm. let people be blessed. You know, that's that's all. All it's all about. People being blessed by what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. God bless you guys. Mm-hmm. It's been great. Thank you guys so much um, for joining us on this episode. Thank you, Daiwell, so much for blessing us with so many good things. Um, we're going to go back and we're going to think about them and we're going to know that God's plan for our lives is always the best. And he hasn't left us to do it on our own. He has given us a helper, the Holy Spirit, um, to help us. Until next time, we hope that we'll see you guys or you will hear from us soon um, every Wednesday. Fila Media Podcast. Um, see you next week. Bye. Adios. Bye.